Morning everybody, morning boys and girls, morning families. So good to see you again today. We're going to carry on in the book of Joshua a little bit later. But first, I've got my fix-it hat on. So we're going to see what's in the bag and we're going to see if you can figure out how would you fix these things. So first, uh, we have a remote control car. It's a nice red one. Uh, it's not working anymore. So we're going to need to figure out a way to fix it. So there's one of two options. Either we can get a pillow and we can give it a nice rest, like you can have a little snooze, see if it will feel better. Or maybe we could, um, there's so many things in this bag, it's like a big square. Put some more batteries in it. What do you think? Pillow, batteries. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure what a remote control car will do with the sleep. Like, do remote control cars sleep? So obviously, we're going to put some batteries into the remote control car. Really? Uh, what else is broken in here? I mean, maybe you have lots of things that are broken in your house, and people have been trying to fix them. Maybe it hasn't worked so well. So I now have a mug that's broken. I mean, it's a nice size mug. It's pretty plain, but that's okay. So the question is, what are we going to use to fix the mug? Should we use a torch? Or should we use some bostic glue? I mean, that's also kind of obvious. Like, what is a torch going to do? It's going to show us it's broken. It's not going to fix it at all. The glue has a much better chance. Okay, now let's see. Uh, what else do we have in our bag? What else do we have in our bag? We have a city. Oh, you might even recognize the city from last week. It's the city of Jericho. Now, the city of Jericho, it's not broken, but we need to conquer it. Now, question, what's going to work best? Is it going to be a trumpet? Or well, their trumpets would have been called ram's horns, like literally the horn from a ram. Do you think blowing a trumpet is going to conquer the city? Or do you think a sword is going to be needed to conquer the city? Well, today, as we continue reading in the book of Joshua, we're going to see how God uses something you really didn't think had that purpose to keep his promises. So join with me as we start by praying. Father God, we thank you for today. Thank you that we can read your word. Thank you that we can learn about how you keep promises and how you use those promises about our salvation to save us from the difficulty we're in because of our sin. Thank you, Lord, that we can read the word. Help us to listen and understand what it says. Amen. Right. That was a quick change. You remember last week we were learning about wrong people. Last week we were learning about a man named Joshua, who was the leader of God's people, and a lady called Rahab. She was a Canaanite which means she hadn't grown up knowing about God or his promises or everything he'd done. But remember, she'd heard the stories. So when the spies came in and they needed somewhere to hide, Rahab hid them. And they said, when Jericho gets conquered, hang a red cord out your window and you will be saved by trusting God's promises. Now, today, we're a few chapters later in the book of Joshua, and we're going to read about Jericho, the city. And the question is, what's going to happen with Rahab? 
But first, we need our next newspaper headline. And we start with this one. Who are these people? And who is their God? And what are they carrying? So, we're going to turn to Joshua chapter 6. And I'm going to read a little bit to you and we're going to hear about the instructions God gives to Joshua and his people about conquering Jericho. So it says, Now Jericho was tightly shut up because of the Israelites. No one went out and nobody came in. Then the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have given Jericho into your hands along with its king and its fighting men. You're going to march around the city once with all the armed men. Do this for six days. Have seven priests carry trumpets of ram's horns in front of the Ark of the Covenant. And on the seventh day, march around the city seven times with the priests blowing the trumpets. When you hear them sound a long blast on the trumpets, let all the people give a loud shout. Then the wall of the city will collapse. And the people will go up. What strange instructions. So Joshua got the men with the Ark of the Covenant. And he said, right, this is how it's going to work. On day one, you're going to start. And you're going to walk all the way around the city of Jericho. The people inside are going to be very scared as they watch you. And then that night, you're going to go to sleep. The next morning, so that was day one. The next morning, the same thing will happen. And because this is going to go on for six days, we're going to do this a little bit faster now. seven. Day seven was going to be different. God said to the people, on the seventh day, they got up in daybreak and marched around the same city, the same the city in the same way, except on that day, they went around seven times. One, two, three. Imagine being in Jericho. You're like, why did they keep coming past? What is going on? What's going to happen to us? All these Israelites walking around with the Ark of the Covenant, the Ark being their symbol of God's presence and them being with them. The people in the city were getting more and more panicked as they went around. I've even lost track about how many times they went around. And God said to them, on the seventh time round, you're going to take your trumpets, which they wouldn't have dropped. You're going to take your trumpets you're going to blow your trumpets. And you're not going to guess. The people in Jericho aren't just going to get sore ears. Their whole city is going to fall down. Wow. Who would have thought that a group of people walking around with the Ark of the Covenant showing the presence of God... Blowing horns would conquer this great, awesome, fortified city. 
God said to his people and to Joshua, Go take the city, destroy everything that's in it. Take the gold and the silver and keep that. But don't leave anything in the city alive. <gasps> Except who? Yes, Rahab and her family. Remember they had the red cord hanging out their window? They were rescued. And the Bible tells us this extraordinary story of God saving them. It says, Joshua said to the two men who'd spied out the land, go into Rahab's house and bring out her and everyone who's with her, just like we promised her. So the young men who'd done the spying went and brought out Rahab, her father, her mother, her brothers, and everyone who belonged to her. They brought out the entire family and put them in the camp with the Israelites. This one family that had trusted God's promises, they were safe. Everyone else, they'd watched this massive city crumble because of a ram's horn. No, because of the ark. Yes, because God had done it. The Israelites had trusted God. Remember last week we'd heard about Abraham and the three promises he'd got? The many people, that promised land they were going to live in, the fact they would be blessed and happy and live in relationship with God. Now God is making that land not over there. The Israelites are in it. Jericho is the first city they conquer. And after that, all the Canaanites heard about the Israelites. And like the people in Jericho, they were terrified. God, leading his people through the sign, the Ark of the Covenant, his people listening and doing what he said. It must have been weird walking around a city seven days in a row, seven times on one day. But they trusted in God's promises. God had got that victory for them. Now, we've seen that God keeps promises and that's what's so amazing when we read the Old Testament. We learn about who God is and what he's done. So this time we've seen that who are these people? These, they're ordinary people. They're actually very ordinary people, but they're God's people. And what are they doing? They are trusting and obeying God's promises. Now the Bible is full of promises God has made us. Extraordinary ones. The one we speak about the most is his promise to save us. The promise that he sent his son to die for us. The promise that we will get to be with him forever. We spoke about a lot of that when we were doing John's gospel. But I want to point you to two promises that I think today you and I might need to remember a little bit more. So Hebrews chapter 13 God repeats a promise that he actually made to the Israelites. He says, I will never leave you and I will never desert you. God who made us and loves us, he's promised to never leave us. And he's going to keep that promise as long as we live and as long as he is around and he's going nowhere. We can know that whatever's happening, God won't leave us. He also gives us another great promise in 1 Peter chapter 5 verse 7. He says he cares for us. And what does that mean to us? 
Well, it means when we're worried, he says, give all your worries and your cares to me. I love you. I keep my promises and you can come to me because I care for you. So we read this great story of God's extraordinary conquering of a city with a bunch of people carrying an ark and a bunch of horns making a noise. And we see that that God is the God who will keep his promises. He's not going to try and use the wrong thing to fix something. He's going to use the right thing. And that is his love and his presence and his promise to be with us and to care for us always. So let's pray and ask God to help us remember that he keeps his promises. He's shown that that's what he does. And to remember that he kept his promise, that his son died to save us and that he'll never leave us and he'll always care for us. So let's close our eyes and let's pray. Father, we thank you that you keep your promises. We thank you that we can trust you and you've promised never to leave us or desert us. Thank you for Jesus, that he died for our sins. And thank you that we can trust your promises as you are a promise-keeping God. Amen. Thanks, guys. I hope you've enjoyed the story. It might have been a bit familiar to you, but it's always good to be reminded again of the great God that we serve and that we love and who we call Father. If you want to, there's some activities also um, on the Kids at Home website. Please go and enjoy doing those together with friends and family. Keep your eyes out for Kids on Saturday adverts and Crossroads adverts. And we hope to see you again soon. Have a lovely week. Bye-bye.